24 Paris. Um, I'm Ke Kelly Johnson, the founder of Paris by KJE. I'm joined by my awesome leadership team, Devin and Annalise. Mm -hmm. The last time we talked about like what is culture transformation, we're going to continue that conversation today. So um, at, at Karis, we believe that a commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion requires a 24-7 commitment, 24-7 uh, effort, 24-7 investment, and we really want to focus uh, right now, give you a little behind-the-scenes look at how all the magic happens and what it means to transform cultures the Karis way. So with that, let's talk a little bit more. Let's, let's dive deeper into your world, Annalise, because you're the culture transformation leader. You head up all of our client engagements. You are in the trenches with your team to really get in there and do all of this magic that we're talking about. So mm -hmm. from your experience, I know you've spent you know almost 20 years in human resources, but what do you think it takes to really transform a corporate culture? Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Uh, it's not just one thing, um, like just anything big that you're trying to do or impact an organization. It takes a lot. Um, and I think what, what I'm excited about with Keras and joining this firm and what sets us apart from maybe others that are doing similar work is we try to embed different components. What's most important to a leader in an organization? Well, data, metrics, getting to the bottom line in order to reach the goal, right? And so we encompass that in our process by having what we call a culture assessment, which I feel is unique as I'm, you know, studying um, the, the different uh, services that, that the space offers, is we actually use data, right? We use data to make, help shape our recommendations and what will help organizations. The other piece of what sets us apart is the intimacy of getting to know our clients, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just about here is our vanilla cookie, you know, whatever the, the terminology is, off the shelf product or service. Yes, we will have that. Yes, we will have our standard services and templates and things for efficiency's sake. But really what sets us apart is trying to really be the client, right? Mm -hmm. Be in their environment, understand what their employees are going through. So we do things like focus groups, listening sessions, multiple different groups so that we get all voices, we get all different perspectives. You combine that with data, you combine that with you know all of the feedback that we receive um, and other data points, and then you come to an intimate recommendation for that particular client. Uh, I think in the previous session we talked about you know, clients are at different stages, right? And some that are like, oh, we need this, or they think they need this, but after doing listening and looking <laughs> at data, not quite ready to do that yet, but mm -hmm. here's a step to get you closer to that, right? And and that's what I, I believe sets us apart, which will help our clients and, and teams that we work with get to that culture transformation is recognizing where they are and then providing them the steps in order to get there in mm -hmm. their journey. Yeah. I love that. I love that you highlighted the intimacy piece, the data. Mm -hmm. Why, what would you add to that? I feel like you have something. I mean, I was thinking that as well. Um, you know, I say data is the foundation. Yes. <laughs> so um, I think for us, we really try to, or we do um, provide a, a holistic approach um, with organizations that allow us to. Um, so being able to really understand where the organization is, where employees are, how they are feeling, that really helps us create and develop a solid strategy that will help the organization um, 
really, I guess, kick off on, on the right foot, so to speak. Um, and they can really look back and say, hey, this is where we started. We can measure that. We can, you know, assess again and say, hey, this is how far we've come. Um, so I, you know, I'm very partial to the data piece, of course, but um, also providing um, the training experiences, the learning experiences where employees, senior leaders can come together, have discussions about um, whether it's diversity, equity, inclusion, anti-racism, if we're there. Um, we can have those psychologically safe conversations yes. so that we can um, all deepen our knowledge, become more aware um, and more knowledgeable about how to um, not only um, be more equitable in the work, but also lead our teams better, right? And be better managers, better leaders for our teams. And, and quite frankly, the workplace is evolving and changing. I mean, I think the pandemic was a mm. big part of that. We had to, you know, do a lot of things virtually and probably learned a lot of good practices and bad practices as a, as a result of that. But um, engaging um, back to getting people face to face and engagement and things like that is a hot topic right now yeah. uh, in the market. You'll hear the terms of you know people you know just making moves and um, not really wanting to put up with situations that maybe in the past they would have put up with. Mm -hmm. um, so equally important now is the work that we do today in this space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I feel like y'all are saying is that we're not for everybody. No. <laughs> 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 Definitely not. You, because um, I guess we get all up in your business, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> so you have to be open. You have to be ready for that because we're asking the questions. We're interviewing executive, you know, executive teams. We're interviewing your people um, because we want to know as much as we can so that we can help you as much as we can. So the more we know, the better we're able to serve. Yeah. yeah. It's like help us help you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And. Um, and I think that it, it requires a certain level of commitment mm -hmm. and, and access, the willingness to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. right? Vulnerable with your data. Yes. A part of it, right? <laughs> um, and that know that we're, we're caretakers of, right. of your journey. It's like, you know, if you go to the doctor, they've seen it all, right? So um, our little bumps and bruises are not new to a doctor. And I would say... And organizations bumps and bruises are not new to us mm -hmm. and we're here really thinking um, or trying to act in the best uh, benefit of our client you know we have your best interests at heart in everything we do it's not even really our agenda it's this is our clients agenda how can we help them how can we enable them mm -hmm. achieving what they want to achieve and um, I think the intimacy piece that you talked about, like I, I envision that as, you know, we really try to sit in the shoes of every employee, of every uh, people leader, of every executive, and we wear those hats at different times, mm -hmm. and we try to think about their experiences and their challenges, their frustrations. We even try to think about the person who is not bought into diversity and inclusion, mm -hmm. the person who feels like, if we do diversity and inclusion, that means I'm losing. And so we literally think about that person because their, their perspective and their voice, their concerns, they matter just like everyone else's. So um, anything else on culture transformation? I feel like we kind of, mm -hmm. that, that ended up being a longer rabbit hole than yeah. I think I was envisioning, but it's so important. And I, I would also add to the fact that Diversity and inclusion has become popular, 
The other piece that I think our clients really appreciate about us is that we have experience, decades of experience, really creating the transformation mm-hmm. in organizations of all sizes and industries. You know, I like to say we're not new to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're true to it. And we know what it takes to transform, um, to change positively an organization and do that from a place of measurement data Mm -hmm. but also maintaining that balance of the heart Mm -hmm. and really caring for the people inside the organization yes absolutely yeah Yeah. all right so I want to talk a little bit about something that we have encountered (laughs) um, (laughs) which is the mindset Uh, we you know we say Head, heart, hands. That head can get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we t- we've we've done sessions where we talk about the the um, powerful mindset and a, a limited mindset. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about you know what does it take to have to help people have more of a growth mindset or what we like to call as a powerful mindset mm-hmm. when it comes to diversity and inclusion and and why is that important like. Why do we need to even really focus on the mindset? So I'll start by, I think the most impactful level that you can do when trying to impact change um, and changing mindset starts from your senior leaders, right? Your, your, Your top leaders. And, you know, in my experience, having supported several and several organizations, you'll have some that get it, right? Get it, gets it right away, um, knows that this is an important initiative, full out support, all of that. You'll get some that are gets it, but it's like, well, do I really have time? Do I have the budget um, to do that? And then you'll just get some that are very resistant. Like, why do I need that? Like, I just need you to do X, Y, Z so we can meet our goal and, and all of that. So in that spectrum, what I've found is the ones that don't have the heart yet, they probably have it in their head, and but it's more of a tick, tick this off my leadership box mm-hmm. um, type of activity. And those are typically the, the ones that I've had more challenging partnerships with um, as, as the kind of right hand HR person to that, to that senior business leader. And it takes time because how I ended up strategizing my way through that mm-hmm. relationship is I really had to get to know the person mm-hmm. to understand, well, why is it that he or she behaves in this way? And until I invested that time in one-on-ones and just asking questions and not just all about business, understanding the person for who they are broke the ice, right? I remember this recent very tough, on the facade, very tough leader, very matter of fact, had that reputation. Um, But once we got to, you know, had some lunches offside and things like that and got to know and built that relationship and trust, Mm -hmm. it was I wouldn't say easier, but it was um, better working relationship-wise and, and influencing-wise when mm-hmm. it came to these types of initiatives with, with that leader, right? So I think that mindset question, um, Kelly, is, is all about still you know, the pr- approach and how we get to the person's heart by really establishing that trust and relationship up front. Because if we try to do that and tops down and that trickles down, I mean, that just is a domino effect of, of change and culture and all of that. Yes, I got yeah. to fist bump you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think trust, like, we've said it without saying the word up mm-hmm. until this point, and it's so critical, but what would, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I completely agree, relationship building, 
because trying to change someone's mindset without a level of relationship, um, it's pretty much impossible, really, um, because the, tr the trust isn't there. Um, but in terms of the, the limited versus the powerful, really trying to get people that are maybe in the limited space, how do we get them to the powerful mindset? Yes. How do we get them to see that there is abundance? All of us can be successful. All of us can be promoted and, you know, all these things within the organization. And that takes, um, it, it takes communication and, and it takes communicating to them where they are in that moment, right? Um, so if they do have a limited mindset, how are we helping them to understand little by little um, how to get to that powerful mindset, right? How to get to see that, oh, well, if, you know, this person is promoted, that doesn't mean that I can't be promoted or that doesn't mean that there's not another opportunity for me. Um, so I think that it takes the communication maybe on the individual level or the leader to the team member, but then it also takes the organization creating the avenues, the spaces, programs, leadership development programs, um, and things like that so that employees can see that there is abundance and that um, everyone can be promoted, everyone can be successful, um, everyone can present at Ops Forum and things like that. So. Um, the, the structural, the infrastructure within the organization is important, but also the communication, the relationship amongst employees as well. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought up leadership development and like promotions because I think people tend to see promotional opportunities, career growth as very finite. There are X number of director or VP positions in my organization mm -hmm. and therefore if to your point, if someone else gets it, that's one less opportunity. You know, my promotional chances just went down 20% because someone else, you know, and then they often blame the company saying, oh, they want to have a diverse person, a, man, a, a female or a person of color, you know, to, to sort of hit a goal. And I think when we've worked with leaders, in particular people of color, who often feel like they're are very few opportunities to grow in an organization. I think even there that power, powerful mindset and limited mm. mindset can really come into play because if you're so focused on what the organization will do in terms of your career growth and progression to the point where you're limiting your time and effort on growing yourself as an individual leader um, and how the type of impact that you're making, I see that as a part of that limited mindset equation because there's a focus on this sort of external opportunity getting promoted or rising in the organization to the detriment of really losing the opportunity to focus on how can I make an impact where I am right now. So. I think we are at time. That was our signaling <laughs> cue uh, that we need to wrap things up. It's been great. I know we're going to come back and continue the conversation about culture transformation. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of 24 Karis, where we are committed to helping you focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7.